0: The sound of Rastafarian drumming announces Letter B in Joe Boyd's A to Z. Bam bum what a bum-bum, bum bam, bum, bum, what a bum-bum. In 1966, when this track was recorded, Rastas were very controversial in Jamaica. Middle-class parents warned their kids, stay away from those bogeymen. They completely freaked out post-colonial Jamaica when they surrounded visiting Emperor Haile Selassie's plane, chanting, God come, God come. Nobody in Jamaica realized there were so many Rastas, and this was not the image that they wanted to present to the world. don't suffer, no man. But if you could this land, it will bring can't you hear With this song, Bam Bam, Toots and the May were We're telling the world you don't have to be afraid of Rastas. They don't mean any harm. They're righteous and peaceful, not looking for a fight. But if you want to give them a fight, well, they'll give back as good a bam-bam as they get. But this didn't stop Toots winning the very first post-independence songwriting contest and setting him on the path to start It's curious to recall that in the 60s, reggae was completely unknown in America. And very uncool in Britain. There were a few rock steady hits that made the charts, but usually they were kind of string-drenched covers of American R&B hits. And the rootsier stuff, early ska, was the favorite of racist skinheads of all people. Rock fans, blues fans, jazz fans, folk buffs, everyone shunned Jamaican music in those days. All that changed in the early 70s, when a trio of dreadlocked Jamaican musicians, Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and Bunny Livingston, walked into Chris Blackwell's office at Island Records. Most record executives in those days would have called security, but Chris loved Rastas. Ever since, at the age of 19, he and some friends had gone boating down the coast from Kingston and run out of gas on a very lonely, swampy stretch of shoreline and they'd been rescued by a group of Rasta fishermen. Chris wrote out a check to the Whalers, and the rest is history. They made their first album and transformed the image of Rastas, and the image of reggae, and the image of Jamaica around the world. In 1977, in the wake of Marley's triumph, Blackwell signed Toots to Island Records. His plan was to work with Toots the way he worked with Marley, who would record tracks in Jamaica, bring them to London or Nassau, and he and Blackwell together would overdub, edit, mix, and hone a record that could reach a worldwide market. But when Toots arrived in London with his tapes, Marley got jealous and sent a message to Blackwell that he was in Nassau with some new tracks and wanted Chris to come down and work with him. I was the lucky producer who got asked to finish off Toots's record. Reggae got Soul working with Toots' Jamaican producer, Warwick Lynn. One of the tracks I remember most vividly was a reworking of that very same Bam Bam. Only Toots now called it Rastaman. Rastaman. Those trombone parts were overdubbed by Rico Rodriguez, a great Rasta trombone player. Toots had no written arrangements. He would just go into the studio and hum a melody line in Rico's ear, and Rico would try and follow it. When he got one line done, Toots would then hum a harmony. And once they got that done, we'd move on to the next bar. It was a very, very slow process. They went in the studio about nine and emerged about four in the morning with blood trickling down Rico's chin from his split lip. But he was grinning. I'd recorded Toots singing that harmony line. When we came to mix the record, I thought it'd be fun to throw in some of Toots' harmony singing, along with Rico's trombone parts. Rico has become a British institution. He's part of the house band on Jules Holland's television show. And he's a fixture in any event commemorating reggae's rich past. He's earned it. He was a part of Count Ossie's original Rasta community in the Warica Hills. And his greying locks are testament to his enduring loyalty to Rasta ideals. Toots, to me, is one of the world's great singers and songwriters. Some people say his voice reminds them of Otis Redding. But I think he's completely his own man, with a voice that comes from singing in backcountry churches in Jamaica. His songs evoke the everyday life of poor people on that remarkable island whose music has reached every corner of the world. I'll never forget working on that album, and not just because of Toots. The night we recorded those Rastaman trombones, I was leaving the studio just as dawn was breaking. I gave a lift to the studio cook. He turned out to be Lucky Gordon, the man at the center of the Profumo scandal in 1962, Christine Keeler's West Indian lover. That led to producing the 1988 film Scandal, starring John Hurt, Bridget Fonda. But that's another story. Next week, The Letter C smile am to